like besides like maybe I don't know how they could make it easier. Maybe yeah. I I just you know imagine returning the package and then a and then maybe you know a little drone appears and I toss it out the window into a basket. I, I just don't. I mean, it's. I, yeah. I just wish they'd come pick up all the empty boxes because uh, uh, <laughs> that just yeah. You know, you, you uh, get a lot of cardboard in, these days. In, in the house of the future, you, got, you know, we'll all need, uh, you know, like those box squishers, like from the office, you know, the baler, mm -hmm. you know, that'll, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll all need those in our garage to keep up with the, uh, the daggum cardboard that we get. Welcome to Your Call is Very Important to Us. Wow, what what a great logo there! You know, uh, whoever <laughs> created that pick. Yeah, you should is a, is a, pay that guy yes. double. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Tom. Hey, Vic. Good to see you, man. It's it's been a while since we've yeah. uh, we've done this, and um, yeah, we're we're excited to to do a live broadcast. I mean, we we did one, so we're we're veterans at the, yes. the live broadcast. Yeah, we know what we're doing now. We totally know what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And uh, hope some of y'all can jump on. Um, we're, we're excited today. We're we're going to be kind of catching up on a few things about the podcasts that we're doing. Um, your call is very important to us. We've got three episodes up. We've got one uh, in production. This will this will get added into the mix as well. So um, for those of you that have checked it out, thanks, thanks so much. And uh, yeah. for those that you haven't, you know, you're you're, you're missing out. <laughs> yeah, it's important. Very important. It's very important, it's yes. very important to us. us. Very important to us. Sorry. Hopefully it's important. It will become important to you as you realize how vital the information is. Totally. Um, and and one of the things we're gonna be talking about today, um, as we as we get started here, um, is Enterprise Connect. You know, we're uh, it's coming up here in a few weeks. It's one of the, the the leading trade shows in the enterprise communication space. It's probably one of my personal favorite. Um, trade show events and conferences. Um, and so we're super excited about that. But, you know, before we get to Orlando, we got we got to catch up a little bit, Vic. I mean, you've been yeah. you've been to the the other side of the world and back. Yeah. Yeah. We um, we got back from uh, New Zealand uh, a couple of weeks ago and uh, boy, it wasn't what we expected. Uh, it's supposed to be summer down there and, you know, a little getaway from the weather here in California, which has just been wild this year. And we managed to go right into the same thing. It was raining all the time and roads were washing out. I mean, it just felt like, you know, we were like climate change was snipping at our heels everywhere we were going, uh, you know, and. Right. I, I think it's not climate change. I think it's you because it just seems it could be where, yeah. wherever you are, you seem to be getting bad weather. How are things in, in Northern California today? <laughs> yeah, well, we had to postpone. We were going to do the live stream yesterday, but then uh, I, I had to I had to message Tom and say, well, Tom, we're expecting 70 mile per hour winds. And uh, yeah, it was no joke here yesterday. Anything that wasn't tied down or had a big rock on it just flew away right so, <laughs> oh man it's just been you know it's been one for the record books i they're they're pretty much headed towards the record snowfall 
at least since the, mm. since 1952. So, yeah, like most of the resorts have 700 inches of snow. That's that's a lot. We even got snow here. We're at 2,000 feet. You get a little dusting, but nothing you know substantial. And this was like you know an inch or so of rain or snow on the ground. So yeah. I'm looking forward to Florida. Let me just put it that way. So yeah. if the weather is terrible and if there's a hurricane off season in Florida when I in, in Enterprise Connect, we'll know who to play. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the weather was unseasonably cold in Barcelona week before last. And uh, so yeah. I, I was uh, had to bundle up a little bit more than usual. But uh, man, what an amazing week at Mobile World Congress, man. Like, man, I'm jealous. I really want to go to that conference. Uh, you know, what an exciting, uh, just there's so much going on in the mobile space. Yeah, I mean, you've got 80,000 people from all over the world. It's, it's truly a global event. Um, and you just meet people from all over and then getting to see technology. A lot of it we don't even get to see in the US. A lot of the Chinese manufacturers um, yeah, Xiaomi man. and Huawei and Oppo, yeah. you get to see their cool devices. And then, you know, I was kind of focused on the AR VR stuff as well. So got to and see. You did a whole uh, session on that, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, and they actually, yeah, it went real well. I mean, you know, they had, uh, um, they had a lot of sessions on AR VR um, and talking about the metaverse um, from the kind of the mobile perspective, which was very interesting. Um, and then to get to go to the booths and see and get, you know, play hands on with some of the, some of these devices, the HTC, their new device, the Lenovo, um, augmented reality glasses are really cool. The, their yeah. VR headset that's pretty new is, is coming on strong. Um, got to play with the Pico device, got to play with the, um, Magic Leap 2. Like it was just kind of really cool to be able to have. Um, hands-on experience with all those devices. And yeah, and I did make a video. It's it's up if you guys uh, want to check out my recap. Um, it's probably the longest video I've ever done. So it's, um, it, it, but just because there was so much to cover and did some um, live interviews, that kind of stuff um, was cool. Did some daily kind of drop-ins as well. That it was, uh, was a lot of fun. And um, again, kind of a just, warm up, warm up for Enterprise Connect too, right? That's exactly. what we want to do at Enterprise Connect. Exactly. And uh, that's really what we're going to kind of talk about today is, you know, kind of um, what's going to Enterprise Connect this year, what our involvement in the, in the conference is, um, both from a, is a contributors to the conference and then also like what, what we're what we're what on our quest. Um, as you all know, our quest on this podcast is to figure out why customer service still sucks. Um, right. And it does. And, and a majority of the we're time trying to figure out any pockets left that yeah. terrible customer service. We know they're, you know, you know, hardly ever happens anymore. Right. I mean, every time I call in, I get beautiful <laughs> customer service. Uh, you, you know, and, and there are cases where it does work out, yeah. but it seems like it's still a minority of the time. Do you get served in the way you feel like you should? So, um, you know, Enterprise Connect, if you don't know, it, it's a it's a large gathering, uh, maybe four five thousand people from across this kind of enterprise communication space. You know, what does that mean? It's 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 basically end user customers that are involved in communications decisions. You know, maybe they need to buy a new phone system, they need to move to the cloud, they need, you know, hardware, they need solution services. Um and, and then the vendors that provide those. So 
you know, companies like Cisco and Ring Central and Zoom um, are, are, you know, regularly um, big sponsors as well as um, smaller companies that are there. And then kind of the emerging spaces around contact center has been a huge growth area at the event. So um, it, it's, it's kind of a, the industry coming together. So the suppliers, mm-hmm. the people that are building the solutions, the end users that want to um, kick the tires on these solutions and meet with industry executives. Um, and then the rest of us, the consultants like you, Vic, yeah. and analysts like me, um, media and, and, you know, the, the entire ecosystem kind of there in one place. So that's coming up on March 27th, um, in-person event in Orlando, Florida at the beautiful Gaylord um, Resort there. And uh, it's, again, one of my favorite events. Yeah, I always have a good time there. I mean, any any hotel that has alligators is you know, <laughs> great by me. <laughs> you know, there's yeah. something about there's something about the beauty and vibe of the place, though, that kind of rubs off on the event. Um, it just has a different feel than events that are maybe hosted in Vegas or somewhere like that. Yeah, it has a kind of a bubble feel to it. What was that movie? The guy who got was it? Yeah, what was that movie where they, he he rode his boat out to the edge and found out it was just a wall and he's like, "Get me out of here!" Oh, uh, uh, Truman Show. Truman Show, yeah, man, it has a Truman Show vibe. I yeah, like it. everything's perfect. All of, Florida, all of Florida feels that way to me, really. I mean, yeah, but there there is a little bit of sense though of of just that you know when you walk through those beautiful environments and. It, it, and into the show floor, into a meeting room, like you kind of carry that that spirit with you of of wonder and, and beauty, and um, I, I think it does uh, affect the event. And then just the quality of people that are there, not not including us, but um, other people there that are um, that are again on the executive side. They're not necessarily on the um, sales side, and um, yeah, there's, there's just something about. Two- there's kind of the two track or two shows in one really one is the whole expo um, kind of experience. And I've gone many times where, you know, that's mainly what I focused on. And then there's also a whole track where you can get the sort of premium ticket. And then there's all of these uh, sessions de- delivered by, you know, experts or, you know, uh, people like you and me, because both you and I are uh, in two in different sessions. And uh, so it's kind of, there's a way you can go and, and use it as a learning experience for not just products, but also just, um, you know, strategy and planning and those sort of, uh, yeah, it's just kind of a place to come and learn. And I feel like it's sort of like drinking from the fire hose whenever I go there because there's just so much going on. In fact, you well, can... well, and you're right. I, I think having all those voices together in one place presents some new, unique opportunities. So there'll be the big marketing announcements. There'll be the huge main stage announcements, you know, of, hey, we're rolling out XYZ at the, at the show. And, and those are exciting. But I think the, the the breakout sessions are are where you're hearing from actual customers that have implemented this stuff. You know, you're hearing from um, analysts to get their perspective. You're hearing um, from consultants like yourself. I think that's why there's a lot of interest in this event because it's not just purely a marketing 
trade show. It's actually uh, a lot of very valuable content from from some pretty smart people, in including yourself. I know, Vic, you're on a yeah. uh, a panel with some consultants. Why don't you uh, tell us? Yeah, we're doing a we're doing a panel discussion on sort of real world advice for uh, CAS uh, implementation. So in case you're not up on all of the the acronyms, it's contact center as a service. And it's, you know, these sort of out of the box um, products and services that you can subscribe to like Amazon Connect or uh, Twilio or uh, Genesis, one of those. So the idea is, you know, it's like for people who have gone through, you know, implementing these sort of what, what, what to learn. And I'll be focusing primarily on kind of pitfalls and, uh, you know, sort of things to watch out for. And, uh, you know, I, I'm kind of, uh, I'm going to take kind of a broad view of it and, and talk about, you know, just how, how do you, you know, how do you figure out if what you're doing actually is helping your business? Because I think there's a lot of implementations that happen, migrations that happen for not really good reasons. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it's like we're just kind of keeping busy <laughs> taking <laughs> what we had that was, you know, in-house or, you know, on-prem as, as it's called. And now we've migrated it to the cloud or to CCAS or whatever acronym. <laughs> Yeah. I think there should be a session, and I would love to do a session just on uh, acronyms. Yeah, <laughs> keeping up with the acronyms. You're really good at those acronyms, don't you? Have you have some acronyms in the title of your session too, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I, I've got okay. a, a CCAS panel as well, and and um, you know, while yours is kind of consultant experience, which which I think is awesome because I think the consultants, you know, they've got multiple implementations under their belt, you know. So I think that's that's so cool. Uh, my session's actually going to be with customers. So it's going to be kind of case studies, um, mm. talking through real world implementations that they've done and in, in, in the CCAS, you know, contact center space. And um, uh, one of my um, guests is uh, with the Orlando Magic. They're local to uh, uh, Orlando. Um, and I've done some some prep conversations with their director of technology. But, you know, they're not just a basketball team. Like they've got the arena, they've got you know, broadcast, they've got all the stadium technology, scoreboards, you know, jumbotrons, digital marketing, they got all that stuff that falls under that. But, um, mm. and they're going to be talking a little bit about their, about their transition to the cloud and moving their contact center huh. and doing it in an era when, um, you know, right as COVID Sorry, was Tom, happening. Grab the okay. screen. <laughs> That's okay. You, you wanted to, you wanted yourself in the, yeah, the limelight, I, I get it. Yeah, but, you were talking too much. So I was yeah, uh, anyway, but what sorry. was what was interesting is they started down this journey, and there we go. Thank you. With, uh, <laughs> if you're listening, Vic's playing with the video settings on our video broadcast, which you can also check out on YouTube or LinkedIn. Um, but but they were they were completing their uh, final plans when COVID happened. So like they were um, just at the end of that that process and were able to just jump the implementation over the finish line. Um, as they sent people home for what we thought was a matter of weeks. And now, um, you know, they've, they've kind of gone to a permanent hybrid work strategy, but just uh, to hear that kind of story and the challenges that they overcame and you know, 
how they were able to, to get that done. And, um, and he said it was one of the most successful implementations he's ever been a part of, which anytime you talk about telecom and successful implementations, the, you know, there, there's a story there of what made that work. So I think that whole session is going to be good. Um, I'm looking at my notes here. Well, now, got- so who would be the target person for your session? Like if I'm also implementing, obviously. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. Or- yeah, I mean, I think there's there's different people. There, there's ones that that uh, maybe haven't gone down that path yet that are trying to do their justification and trying to build confidence in their organization to move forward. Um, there's people that are in the midst of it that are looking for tips to, to help them. Um, there may be people that have implemented it, but maybe ran into problems or maybe not sure they have the right solution. Um, and then there's people that have implemented it, but are looking for the next step. And we're going to be talking about that as well. Like now that you've implemented it, what's next, you know? And um, so I think there's there's a little bit for everybody there. Uh, but again, this is not marketing. This isn't what's possible with CCAS and how it can change your life. This is people telling their actual stories. So mm-hmm. um, I, I'm super excited about that. Um and, uh, you know, I, I think both of those sessions, you know, um, I think will be important for different reasons. One, to hear from the consultant's perspective of a lot of projects and then hear hearing about very specific projects that that these uh, customers have gone through. Yeah. And I know from uh, there'll be quite a few consultants like myself there. Um, a lot of people from the SCTC will be yep. uh, uh, there. In fact, the SCTC. SCTC always has a quite a big contingent of people. I think there's something like, uh, God, they send a thing out, 10 different speakers and panels. And, and of course, they'll have a, uh, a booth. They always have a, a booth somewhere on the show yep. floor. So, you know, I, I think if you're, if you're sort of looking for consultants or you would like to kind of, um, uh, understand more about the value of what a consultant can offer, you know, this is a great place to come and, and talk, you know, one-to-one. You know, in fact, I think that's the whole value right now is just having that opportunity to meet people one-on-one again. I mean, I'm still recovering from COVID. I don't go to, you know, in the sense that I don't go out to anything, any, any shows anymore. So, you know, it'll be interesting to go to such a big conference uh, post-COVID and, you know, see, you know, is what's the value face-to-face? I have a feeling it, you know, if nothing else, it'll be a lot of fun. I mean, we always have a lot of fun. That Tom, we do. These, that these, we do. In fact, a little too much fun. We're... We need a strategy on that this year, I think. You know, at least some, I don't know, safe words or something. <laughs> you're, you're right. I mean, it. Uh, it's there's some uh, late night networking uh, is a yeah. is part of Enterprise Connect and early morning breakfast meetings. Like it's a, you're kind of burning the candle at both ends. Um, but but you're right. I mean, I think you know that for me, it, it, it's kind of like we can do events virtually. You know, we, we've been a part of, of dozens of those during during COVID, you know, um, and you can get information out of that. But, you know, you can't um, you, you don't get those you don't get those opportunities to really build relationships and 
those kind of unplanned conversations, the people that you run into that you didn't schedule a meeting with. But I know last year, one of my most important meetings and favorite meetings was a completely unscheduled, unplanned, um, you know, meeting. And so I think, you know, that's why we, we, we take a week of our lives and we, for you fly all the way across the country and, and, um, pay an exorbitant amount of money at the, at the Gaylord hotel. Like, you know, there's a reason we, we do all of that. And it is about these personal connections that, that are vital to our, our businesses. So yeah, there, there's kind of the, as you talked about the sessions where you can kind of gain knowledge, there's the, the show floor where you can, you can look at products and then there's that, all that stuff in between, you know, where you have opportunities to, to network, uh, to grab a cup of coffee, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe one drink in the evening, just, you know, yeah. um, uh, uh, you know, it, it's about those types of, um, experiences of building relationships, building trust, building rapport, building um, uh, these these ty- kind of tight relationships that are that are so important. And that, that's what I look forward to the most. I mean, um, yeah. for sure. Yeah, that's the main thing is just seeing people and and it, you know it's it's a small community. It's amazing how many people you know uh, have move from company to company. It's always interesting to see who's manning what booth is like, weren't you over at uh, <laughs> last time and now you're over here. And, you know, it, it's a, it, you know, it's kind of a small town really when it comes down to it. I mean, there's always new people uh, coming in and, uh, but I, I, I look forward to seeing some of the people that we, you know, know and love and hopefully we'll have a chance. One of the things that Tom and I are, uh, in endeavoring to do is to, you know, basically do some recording from the floor and interviews with people and kind of share what we learn um, while we're there. And uh, aren't we doing, didn't we threaten to do another live stream while we're there? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, it's, you know, not everybody can go to the event. So we want to kind of, um, share some of what we're seeing to the folks that, that can't be there. And then, um, on our just ongoing quest to figure out why, you know, um, why, like we'll hear these vendor presentations and we'll go to the booths and we'll get the tour and all this stuff. Um, but there's just still that gap between everything we'll see at the event and what we actually experience when we need service. Well, there's there's that whole marketing side of it where the never was heard a discouraging word, uh, you know, and you've got to kind of cut through that. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm sure that there's going to be so much stuff about AI and chat mm-hmm. and all of that. And it's like, you know, okay, great. It's, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad that the chat is, is smarter than it used to be, but you know, like how much chat do we really like how big a problem can chat solve? When it comes to you know getting good customer service, I, I think it only has the potential of a slice here. Um, so it'll be interesting to kind of see, you know, how how people respond when we ask them this question of you know why does customer service still suck, and and how is your product actually going to solve that problem? Um, and and then the tougher question of you know why why aren't we seeing this in in reality you know why we get theoretically you've you've solved all these problems but but what is it that's making it 
um, so hard for people to to implement? Is it is it too complex? Is it too expensive? Is it you know, you know what a, is it? People don't understand it. You know, um, you know, you know what's 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 the barriers here? Um, right. And then what what can we do about it? Like what can we you know, um, we as an industry, you know, what can we as analysts, what we as consultants, you know, how can, you know, I, I think the takeaways for, for, for me are as an analyst, how can I help these companies better communicate their value and the, and the simplicity and the um, business value and, and how, you know, um, and, and the analysts screwed up a lot of this stuff. So they're, they're to blame for, for part of this problem. So it's how to, how do we be better at our jobs of, of communicating this stuff that people can understand it, digest it and turn around and, and take advantage of it? Um, and, and I would throw the kind of same thing to you as a consultant, you know, um, yeah. how, how as a consultant, can you better understand these technologies and better understand, you know, um, how to help your customers navigate this kind of, you know, crazy new world that, that we find ourselves in? Yeah, and being a consultant often feels like, you know, it's part of it is understanding the technology, but a lot of it is understanding how businesses actually implement stuff and, and what they're actually capable of doing, you know, because it, oh, it always surprises me how kind of just companies don't have that uh, kind of, competitive sort of drive to change. Most of them seem like they're, they're content to just sort of phone it in to use yeah. probably an appropriate mo metaphor, right? It's like, or chat okay, it in or email yeah, chat it in, it in or, or whatever, you know, it's just like, WhatsApp it in or I keep, you know, in the, you know, I'm in, I'm talking to these companies and I'm kind of wondering, you know, it's like, really, that's the best we can do here. <laughs> and how do yeah. I, you know, how do I motivate companies to change and actually try new things? You know, how do you make a, how do you, I can't make a company do something they don't, they're not ready to do. And yet my job is often is to, you know, come in, do an assessment and say, you know, how could they do this better? How could they be more competitive? And that's a lot of what I'm going to talk about in the, in the session I'm in. And it's like, you know, what 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 makes uh, a feature of you know that you're seeing on the floor? How does it actually uh, becomes uh, something that gives you a competitive edge? Because I think a lot of people are just like checking off, you know, like okay, now we have. Um, you know, we have AI chat or, you know, now we have whatever the latest thing is without much regard about, is there a strategy here? Yep. Um, you know, I hear a lot about, um, from, from customers and, and, and as well as from consultants that share, you know, that their clients, you know, they're, they're overwhelmed, you know, and, and, yeah, uh, you, you hear sure. things like, you know, well, we're, you know, we can, we can't even answer our phone calls, much less take on uh, AI or bots or CPAS, um, another abbreviation for you there, communications platform as a service. And, you know, one of the things I've been doing, so I'm, I'm also moderating a panel on CPAS. And again, it's very much like the CCAS one, it's case studies, but these are with companies that have implemented um, things like text messaging, that they've integrated that into their 
into their communications processes and they've used platforms um, that are out there that have all that functionality built and using APIs they can tie into them. Um, but these people get it. These people absolutely get it. And they realize that they can reduce their call volume by implementing this technology, you know? So it's one of those things like, if you think you're too simple or you don't have the time or the resources to do this, it's, it's an investment worth making because um, we're going to talk about, you know, kind of like some real data, like we implemented this text messaging strategy and it reduced our call volume by, you know, tens of, you know, a percent. So we're going to get into the details about, you know, not only what did they do and why did they do it, but what was the result? What was the ROI and, and what it's the benefit both to the, customers um, that get communicated in the way they want. So their, their customer service scores go up, but operationally um, they don't have to hire as many new people to scale um, mm -hmm. and they can, or use their resources much more efficiently. Um, and in one case, they're very seasonal. And so like, it's very difficult to keep up with demand. Well, if they can offload the, the, the lower level calls and their agents can focus on the more complex issues and people don't have to wait as long to get their complex questions answered. So it, it's kind of one of these win-win deals. And so, you know, while it's hard for a lot of companies, you know, I'm going to be talking to three folks that have gone through this um, really strategic evaluation and, and they're continuing to learn, they're continuing to iterate. So it's like um, one of them, one of them's going to talk about how they, they started sending out text notifications and then they started reading the responses that come back. Well, what were people, you know, wanting to know that we didn't tell them about in the first message? And then they can, they can optimize future text messages to answer those questions proactively or were answer, have a bot answer that question. You know, if it's a, if it's a simple one. Um, so like, you know, it's, it's, it's not your, you implement CCAS or CPAS and you're done. Um, but you just got now you've got a lot more data so that when you your future improvements are much more intelligent and, and kind of data driven. And I, I think that's missed in a lot of this conversation as well. Yeah. I'm also curious. I, this question keeps coming up for me of like how like what is the solution to the customer experience problem in it? And often what we think is like, okay, we, we, in order to communicate with our customers, we just need to add some phone lines or we need to add, you know, email response things or whatever. And more and more what I'm seeing is like, if you're focused on a good customer experience, then maybe you're focused on ways in which you don't even need the phone or you don't even need email. Um, one of the examples I, I like to bring up is, you know, Amazon returns. You know, it's like when I want to return something to Amazon, it is like ridiculously easy. I'm, I'm always shocked. You know, it's like you just take this thing and then go in your, I mean, we've all done it, right? You, you just say, okay, I need to return this. And then they give you that little QR code to take to the UPS store. There was no phone calls or anything needed for that transaction to occur. And so in many cases, if you're focused on how to be competitive with your customer experience, you may need to focus on how to not have phone lines or CPAS or, or you know, it, it's, it's sort of like that old thing of, you know, next call avoidance is sort of next channel avoidance or, uh, 
you know, and some companies like Amazon are getting so good at providing an effortless experience that they, you know, they are sweeping the field. Like any retailer who can't offer Amazon level of customer service is in danger. Yep. Right. <laughs> like serious danger of, of losing their business because I mean, as a consumer, I, I don't want to deal with a company that's going to make me call an 800 number and wait on hold to do a return. No way. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you, know? you remember it wasn't that long ago, you know, you had to have an RMA number to return anything. Yeah. So you had to call in and go, I want to return this item. Well, you know, and it would take like 10 minutes just to get an RMA number that you had to write down and send back with the package. Like we don't do RMA numbers. And you had to, and it's, you had to, you know, make your own label and, you know, go to the post office and buy the postage. You know, I mean, they have made it like, besides like maybe, I don't know how they could make it easier. Maybe yeah. I, I just, you know, imagine returning the package and then a and then maybe you know a little drone appears and i toss it out the window into a basket i i just don't i mean it's yeah. i just wish they'd come pick up all the empty boxes uh because uh, that just yeah you know you could get a lot of cardboard in, these days in, in the house of the future you get you know we'll all need uh you know like those box squishers like from the office you know the baler mm -hmm. you know that'll uh yeah i mean we'll, we'll all need those in our garage to keep up with the uh the daggum cardboard that we get um <laughs> but uh but no but you're right i mean i think you know we've seen you know we've seen them kind of completely change customer expectations and it's not just right the implications to walmart it's to everybody you know of how yeah. you do business and, and I'm, reality is I'm, it, reality is they have tens of thousands of, of call center agents they do because they you know they do need them um but you know you think about what percentage of the time how many you know probably by now like hundred thousand dollars we've spent on amazon if not more um yeah. you know and maybe we've needed to call I mean, maybe once in 10 years, uh, maybe yeah, not at all, is. you know, like yeah. it's, it, it's it is it kind of, it, it, it's, it's sobering. I think for any company that is still relying, like if, if you, if your website, if your idea of customer service is on your website, you have a 1-800 number that somebody is supposed to call. It's like, that is starting to look like, you know, dinosaur you know and yep. there's an asteroid headed this way you know um you know when i see that i'm like okay well you know of course there's a lot of companies that have some kind of idea that they don't need to be competitive you know i deal i deal in healthcare a lot you know a lot of my clients are healthcare and there's a funny little you know it's an attitude of we have a lot more time to screw around here and we're it's you know they they do make steady progress but you know i i just wonder you know if if you're imagining that somehow you have a safe a safe harbor somewhere and that you can just rely on on an 800 number and email and some chatting and and you're going to be good it's like really you know <laughs> 
Let, yeah, you know. I, I think one of the most it exciting leads you open for disruption. Basically, I mean that yes. it, it is it is a point of like you could literally there's startup companies could literally go down and look at at different industries and see where customer service sucks, and then that's where they could say, okay, here's an opportunity for us. Well, and, and, and the reality is they can build it very quick. And because of the most important letters that we've thrown out, whether it's UCAS, CCAS, CPAS, you name it, the, the, the most important letters of that are the um, AAS, uh, not ASS, right. but AAS. Um, and that's as a service. And that means that the, the, the smallest contact center can, can leverage the entire suite of functionality that the large companies do. Um, and to me, that's what's so exciting because these companies aren't just stuck with their little key system and whatever software they can buy. And, and um, in the old days, you know, you, if you wanted to do CTI or you wanted to do some really cool integration, it might cost $100,000, $200,000, half a million dollars um, to build that out. Well, now it's in the suite that you get for, you know, hundred bucks a month. Like, you know, it, it just, you can have all the functionality, you can have the chatbots, you can have, you know, AI, you can have, uh, you know, all of these tools um, doing real-time analysis of everything that's going on. Um, you can do omni-channel, you can, you know, this is all available to all companies of right. any size. And a lot and of I it think, is being, I'm sorry, a lot of it is being built in to not just as a service, but it's, it's, mo it's moving into protocols that are built into the networks that we're using, you know, like WebRTC is a good example. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, it's now just basically something you can turn on, whereas before you had to order a whole, you know, lines and servers and cards and all of that stuff, you know. And I think more and more of those things are going to be moving into stuff that's just part of the fabric of the of the the internet itself and this is, you know we keep threatening to have these future episodes on sort of things like identity um uh decentralized identity things like that but yeah we'll, it's we'll exciting yeah and well i think the thing that's going to be most interesting is just sort of taking a pulse on you know who's doing what and you know what people are excited about and what's successful for people and you know kind of focusing on some people that are doing it right you know i mean we like to pick on the people who are doing it wrong but uh it's always a relief you know to kind of come in and find companies that are trying interesting new things and you know i i i still remember you know i think they originally enterprise connect wasn't it like ct expo computer telephony or something like is that do you remember the the because I, I i remember back in the 90s i'm dating myself here you know when yeah. i first started getting into this industry you know as a network engineer i thought you know okay i i want to get involved with this stuff and um and I saw, you know, Computer Telephony Magazine. And then I saw there was Computer Telephony Expo. And it was in Florida. And uh, and I got myself there, you know, and ended up running across 
a company that at that time, interactive intelligence that just, wow. Like I, I couldn't believe like they're doing everything in one box, you know, it was the all in one mm -hmm. solution. And, and it really started my whole career because, you know, it opened my eyes to what's available. Now, I don't know if it's, you know, I'm not expecting, uh, enterprise connect to change the trajectory of my career at this point but you know who knows what we'll see on the floor there yeah i mean you know the the original enterprise connect was called uh, VoiceCon, i think and so just think about how far we've come since voice you know um Your voice was king. obviously they, voice was king and the, the the big sponsors were the pbx vendors you know uh, nortel and avaya and uh and and siemens and those types of companies and you know now they're they're all just about disappeared um you know cisco was the king there for a while and now the cloud companies the the ccas companies that we're going to be talking about um as well as you know the the big you know unified communications they've they've kind of taken the mantle as the platinum triple diamond sponsors or or whatever they're right. uh, <laughs> whatever they are but you know, um, you know, those companies have, have stepped in. And so we've, we've seen this, this, this evolution from voice to, to, um, this, this true omni-channel, you know, um, uh, industry and, and really now moving away from voice, you know, like there's voice is still important, but particularly in the contact center space, it's not how a majority of customers want to be serviced anymore. So, I think how we do that, how we pull that off as an industry, how we kind of make that transition, like going to the clouds, the easy part, you know, and it's taking that next step. Okay, now that we're in the cloud, how do we leverage these integrations? How do we go truly omni-channel or even multi-channel? Like how, how can we just, can we step out and how can we communicate the way our customers want to be communicated with? Mm -hmm. You know, whether that's premise or cloud, the, the customer doesn't care. And, and so, you know, I think now that we've kind of made this initial transition um, as companies move to the cloud, I think the exciting part is what's next. And so, you know, I think that's where the magic happens. That's where we're going to find our answers, Vic, um, you know, are, are not moved to the cloud or not. But uh, what do you do when you get there and how do you leverage all of that amazing capability that you've that you've tapped into? You know, how do you leverage it? So, um, you know, that's what I'm most excited about. Um, and, and want to continue to explore on both of my panel sessions. You know, that's going to be our focus. I know it'll be a big focus of your panel. Um, when, when is your panel, by the way? It's uh, is Wednesday, is that right? Yeah, Wednesday, 4 p.m. And then how about your, which one, what time are your panels? Yeah, so you can go to my um, uh, CPAS panel is Wednesday at 3, and then you can go to the consultant panel um, with Vic and uh I know uh, Beth English is moderating it. The amazing yeah. Beth English. Um, Craig Robinson. I mean, like, Craig's just one of the smartest consultants yeah, I've ever Scott met. Sachs, so. And Scott Sachs. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a that's a terrific panel. Um, and, the, yeah, so uh, you can you can hit that one after mine. And uh, my other panel is, is at 10 o'clock on Monday morning. That's the CCAST one. Again, super excited about uh, – uh, about talking to those guys about learning about their experiences and you know and then in between y'all y'all can find us um love to to yeah. chat with you about this uh we're it's such a passion of ours i know many of you are passionate about it as well so make sure you reach out to us and 
connect with us at Enterprise Connect. Uh, Vic and I'll both be there the entire time. So, you know, y'all yeah, reach we're out really to us looking forward to connecting yeah. to you know any of our viewers that you know that have some you know feedback for us or you know want to share some of their experience with us. You know, so look us up and then you know, but be prepared. We might you might ask to turn the camera on you for. <laughs> <laughs> You know, because we're all, you know, we're always looking for some, you know, the, the, there's so much, there's so many great people out there. That's, that's the thing that yeah. always strikes me, you know, when you go to these things. It's, it's I mean, the companies, yeah, uh, but it's the people that are, you know, the real, you know, that's the, the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Yeah. That's why we're going. So we look forward to seeing you guys there. Uh, Thanks so much for uh, joining us on another podcast. We've got some some great guests um, we're lining up for, for future episodes. So we're super excited about that. If you'd like to be on the podcast, um, would like to help us um, on this journey, please reach out to us and let us know. We would love to hear from you. Um, and uh, thanks again, Vic. Great to see you. And yeah. I'll see you in a couple of weeks at Enterprise Connect. Yeah, yeah. in live, in person. We're going to have fun. Uh, all right, All thanks right. again. We'll Bye see everybody. you soon.